0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. So the herd name is absolutely entrenched in the history of the hallways of Windy Hill and now Tullamarine. Alan Sr., 102 games for Essendon, the 1942 Premiership. And Alan Jr. played four games at Essendon. James Hurd, who we're about to speak about as well. And, and Tom Hurd, who's recently been a rookie. Four generations of Hurds have walked the halls and um and graced the turf uh, at the Essendon Footy Club. The name is synonymous with that club. and And James, the most notable of all, 253 games two-time premiership player, 1993 and in 2000 as captain and as the Norm Smith medalist, the 1996 Brownlow, champions of Essendon. He was number three behind Dick Reynolds and uh, John Coleman, a five-time All-Australian, a five-time best and fairest, two-time leading goal kicker, eight years as captain, Hall of Fame, Essendon team of the century, three Anzac medals, a Yayukin medal and a Jim Steins award as well. 85 games as coach, and we know where that turned out and how that became um, a scandal of the Essendon Football Club. And But what we want to talk about is James Hurd as the player, one of the most inspirational and finest of his generation, and certainly for the Essendon Football Club and in the history of the game. Mike Sheehan ranked him 20th all time uh, of the greatest players ever. His story is an incredible one, but made even more remarkable that he achieved all of that As a kid born and raised in Canberra, he played rugby league, soccer, ballet. And growing up, he was drafted at pick 79 in the 1990 draft with a serious hip injury, which caused him to miss most of the 1991 season, at the end of which the Essendon's Brain Trust sat down and made a decision about his future, that if it wasn't for Kevin Sheedy, could have completely changed the face and the fate of Uh, of the Essendon Footy Club. Kevin Sheedy joins us on What Ifs, uh, our What If edition tonight. Sheeds, hello to you.
1: Hello and hello to everybody listening in. I hope uh, we enjoy uh, the show,
0: yeah. Um, Sheeds, this is a great story I remember reading about for the first time last year and Daniel Cherney covered it um, for the age. And we're going to get into that meeting, but just to set the scene, talk us through the first time you ever heard about or laid eyes on James Heard.
1: Well, I heard about James from his grandfather, uh, Alan Senior. and um,
0: Basically, had a meeting
1: with him. Um, he wasn't coming up on the radar with too many recruiting officers. Um And, of course, we never had him rated that highly, to be honest. Uh, not not did I, uh, any of the other clubs. Obviously, we got through to pick 79. No one rated him. And he wasn't in our zone. So, you know, he basically came out of what was possibly renowned as a, a bit of a swans area until um, we took the Giants up there. But, look, it was just one of those awkward, difficult circumstances to make a judgment on a kid that, you know, has been injured. Most of the time, in fairness to our recruiting officers and most of the other recruiting officers.
0: So, what went into his drafting, Sheeds?
1: Um, look, I thought that oh, Mr Alan Hurd, who had been a very serious administrator of our club.
0: Um, I'll, I'll take
1: into account that it's his grandson, obviously but he was very strong on that he hadn't been given a chance to be looked at properly with the injuries he had had and um i thought well you know the guy being a serious coach and a coach at st kilda and also you know a premiership player lesson you got to take advice from you know people who have been around the game a long time and so i just kept listening to alan in a situation where um I thought I'd go with Alan and not worry about our recruiting staff at
0: this point. So you actually overruled... So this is, this is a fascinating part of the what-if series that we do, that we find out these other little what-if moments. So before we even get to the meeting that we've set up as the premise for this chat, you actually overruled the recruitment staff to draft him in the first place.
1: Correct. That's correct, yeah.
0: Um, I don't have a
1: problem with that because I'm the head coach. And um, no good. One thing a lot of people don't understand is a lot of coaches don't understand, is they don't have an involvement in the recruitment. Uh, it's a very fearless decision by them, number one. Number two, don't complain if you get sacked because you don't win many games, because you didn't have the foresight to put into the recruiting and the time of the recruiting to help your recruiting officers make the right chance. And so, to be sincere about it, I do, and I did. I went over to America in the 70s and studied who and what they did and how they did it. And I was playing at Richmond in those days. And I always said, if I actually get in, uh, into a position of coaching, once uh, we had zones in the first, basically, first eight years of my career, actually, um, I think, what, about 1986 or 7 was the first trailer. Um, I always have had the same recruiting. Because if I don't like the player that they pick me, I'm not picking them to play for instance. So I better have the same recruiting.
0: <laughs> How tough was his first year, Sheed? So you get him to Windy Hill from Canberra, and he comes with that hip injury. How tough was it for him in, in his first year, not really being able to play at all in the, in the under-19s? Well,
1: if you if you look at sort of all, uh, if you look at Coleman and you look at her, they're pretty frail, anemic-looking bare-skinned people, aren't they? You know, like, <laughs> if you look at them, you think, well, you know, the guy needs your feet, you know. So, and in Herd's case, he was a pretty lean athlete, but Sized build he could have, which he ended up having, obviously. But, you know, his attitude was the thing that impressed me. He was always prepared to keep working and, look, you know, extremely professional. Probably think Gary O'Donnell is just about the most professional player I ever coached, ever. Probably, I'd rate him pretty close to Francis Burke, um, if not with him. But, um, Anyway, Heard was right on the doorstep. it be good him and, and uh, James Heard. will be pretty well. The great dedication to professional football. Yeah. So Heard had that, and um, I think that's what got him through.
0: So at the end of his first season, th- there's this meeting that we spoke about in the intro. So I think it's six of you in the room. Can you take us inside that meeting and what unfolded when you're going through the under-19s that year and James Heard's name comes up. What was the discussion that was going on?
1: Well, look, we played Heard a couple of times in 92, I think it was. It's the end of the under-19s, Dennis Pagan can't even get a second job at North, so I get him over to Essendon. He's a fantastic coach for us. He won the premiership there with a really good side and a bunch of young kids coming through. So Heard, we wanted to get you know, a great opportunity for her to be coached well. Um, and I think in the end, we've made a good decision. I think uh, her, in the end, uh, was a person that he didn't show bright sparks early. But I'm a patient person. But it's You know, I, I like to sort of give an opportunity of people. I think if their dedication's there, I mean, I think Gary O'Donnell played the first game at 22 if you know what I mean, mm. you know. And I kept him there for about four or five minutes. Started on the bench in the second I Donald ended up winning the best with Ferris in, you know, 93 and tapped in the club. I think he was in the second to that long. He's probably like, he, was not, he was probably essence Michael Puck, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so when and you're so, in this, so I'm, gauging, yeah.
1: I'm gauging her. You know, we've got, we've got other players. We've got the city, McCurry, like We've got, you know, both coming through. I'm not sure how good. You know, Kelthorpe, Nollanshaw, all those sort of boys. So it was difficult, but anyway, the deal in the end is he, he was a good running height. That's what I like about him. He could run, and he had a good engine. As long as his injury held up.
0: What were the knocks from the others in the room? And not, we're not trying to dig up old wounds here, but it's fascinating to know. know what what, what, what were the knocks yeah. on him from the other people in that room who were making this decision. This, you know, what turns out to be one of the most important decisions that the club's made. So what. What was the knocks? Well, he wasn't
1: He wasn't a player that got the ball 25 times. He wasn't a ball magnet. You know, I mean, Joe Masidigat. Joe could sit on a dunny and the ball and in his lap. You know what I mean? <laughs> but in Hurd's case, he was a, a, a... You could see a machine there, but you just had to... You had to try and work through the game. The reserves game, obviously, so much different at a senior AFL level, so... You know, if you can't get many kicks in the reserves, how the hell is he going to go well up there, coach? That's the sort of stuff you would hear. Um, but you know, like just be patient. You know, sometimes you you get an athlete that might be needing time, and you and you do that sometimes. I mean, maybe we're fortunate. Maybe you know, I just had time to know when I my staff always know that when I'm not going to move off the decision, I'm not moving off the decision. So i will stay there all night till I get the decision. What I want and that'll be a selection, even sometimes on a Thursday, night. anyway. So, yeah, heard was always going to say this, wasn't it? um, so they said, Okay, next in line, you know. So, we're going down the list, and you know, we all go home half grumpy with each other, but the you is, know, we're lucky we kept it.
0: So, Sheeds, obviously, this debate goes back and forth for a while, and uh, in the end, you put mm. your foot down, and there's a great line that you've said, What was the piece de resistance and your final word on why you don't sack James Heard
1: oh it gets down to I think that people are put into our club you give every opportunity that needs to begin I mean I I was probably a bit more ruthless with poor um, Dustin Fletcher I put him in the ruck in his first game in the first quarter he nearly got killed so I thought I'd better get him out of the ruck I could put him out of the back line <laughs> and then he he played 400 games full back and everybody was criticising me that you I'm know, cruel you this, you that, Uh I just think, you know, Ken Fletcher would be a wonderful player for look. We didn't expect to win the premiership in, in 93, but in the end, he played the premiership. So, you yeah, you know, whether it's Fletcher or whether it's Heard, you know, it's grandfather, son or father, son. Well, I'm just trying to walk away from trans. I'm in the city for the first <laughs> time in two years. I'm highly excited. It might be my electric energy in my body.
0: No, it's, it's absolutely uh, fine.
1: Is, is it yeah, true? Go, uh, so...
0: Is it true that you said, and this was the final word on it, that you don't sack the grandson of a man whose name is up on our grandstand? Is that
1: a bit about right? Yeah, yeah not after one year. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. No, <laughs> that's, a true, that's the sort of comment I would make because it'd be like sacking, you know, not necessarily. I mean, I, Joel Reynolds, I played Joel Reynolds till you know, we just couldn't get him up. Joel Reynolds, Joel Reynolds should have been a 150-game player. That's Dick Reynolds' grandson, so I was prepared to, you know, give him one year. He was always, you know, unfortunately hurt. You know, if he had the body he's got right now, he'd probably, you know, 150 game playing, a fantastic player, Joel Reynolds. That's Dick's grandson. So I don't, I don't rush people out the door if I think they have got something there for our fans to get the love, because you know you've got to find exciting players. You know, her can do something special. We had courage, and we needed them with courage to come into the side because our side was getting old after 1990 uh, and that's why we lost the game in the end probably a lot of reasons but that was one of the reasons and then soon as Terry and Simon retire we rejuvenated very quickly
0: so the the decision gets made and, and James Heard stays did did he ever get no. told or did you ever tell him about that meeting does he know
1: I would never clue I don't tell anybody everything <laughs> Part of being a head coach. <laughs> so, well, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if I talk about what happens behind closed doors. That's why you stay 27 years. <laughs> just button your lips.
0: <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah. So, th- th- it's extraordinary that, I mean, he, he may have an inkling now, but it's extraordinary that he may never have known for his whole playing career that, that just how close it came to all being over for him.
1: Oh, well, some, some people, other people might have there didn't he ever, but the size on because the herd manager so I stood in most of his life ever, it still does. I still think he's a fantastic person. Uh, been wonderful to our club. Um, the supplement saga. Well, you know you, you've got to park that. Everybody you know goes back to yesterday. Fifty years old coming up with that one one year called the supplement year. <laughs> no one's been found guilty yet. Well, we um... of, of a positive of a positive test. So give me a break.
0: We, we're going to um, we we that we, will briefly touch on that just because it's part of the what if. But the 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 main what if of this is is that meeting, and and so he 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 lives to fight another day, and 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 then the rest mm. is is history. So he debuts in '92, came into his own in '93, wins uh, the flag with that baby bombers group of yours, and then the three years after that, three years in a row best and fairest, including the Brownlow of '96, and then that dominant team in. Two thousand where the grand final and he 's got the norm smith and he 's captain as well, so a, a career of 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 highlights and sustained performance and and trying to will his body to sometimes do what it just didn 't want to do with him because it it's so often um, kept him from um, from us and from you and um, the the leadership the inspiration the courage that you 've all talked about it it's a it 's a storied playing career, and for a, a, a club with the history of Essendon for him to be. Um, the 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 number three in the champions of Essen and one of the, your greatest players, Essen's greatest players of all time, and one of the game's greatest, that's an incredible uh place yeah. to, to find yourself at the end of a playing career that almost never got off the ground.
1: Well, look it is. I mean, you know, Tim Watson and Heard, you can flick the coin. I mean they're just two sensational players. I coach both of them, so you could say Watson and Herd, Hurdy, to get Watson. We're going to say all night about 1, 2, three, four, and 6 and 7. Um, and I was on that panel. Um, but I, when you look back on herdy he was um, just a, a fantastic player. Very fair. That's why a lot of people did like him, obviously. Always had the eye on the ball, which is great in itself. And I think that, um, yeah, look, we were lucky we kept him. We were lucky... Because, you know, he had that terrible accident when his teammate, McVeigh, hit him in Perth and he fractured his skull in quite a number of places. And that, again, when he had to come back and I think he had some helmet, you know, some sort of helmet on to about mm. one court, he just ripped He just ripped it off. So, I'm, I'm over this already. Now, it's incredible, that injury, because if ever anybody needed to, Talk to her about that. That that's one of us. Really seriously, incredible performance to come back after that very very unfortunate injury in uh, West Australia.
0: So so she's some people when they're delisted, um, they, they they get picked up and they have another chance. So the whole part of I, this, what I if? No, I
1: I, I I delisted Tim Watson. <laughs> and he said he wanted to retire. Yes. I had to wait eighteen months to get him back.
0: So with Hurdy, if let's just say, <laughs> what if you didn't get your way in that meeting, and we know you did, but what if you didn't? Would he have found yeah. his way to another club? Or given that he got the seventy nine, no one else was chasing him. Would James Hurd have found oh, his yeah. way onto a, a, another list? Do you think?
1: Well, I would have picked him up as a rookie. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, he would never not. He would never not been drafted. I can tell you that. And um, and if he had gone to another club, I think the I, I think the recruiting stuff.
0: Just repeat that for us, sheets. The phone just dropped out a bit. If he had gone to another I, club... I, yeah, well, I think the recruiting staff of Essendon would have been gone. So <laughs> yeah, good luck. The, and 93, obviously, he was part of that Baby Bombers group. But And with all due oh, respect to your, to your 2000 team, though, with, without mm. James Hurd, could, could you have seen... And obviously, you and he as a partnership is one of the... You know, it's like Brady and Belichick, but... Did, did could you could you have seen yourselves winning in 2000 without him yes Yep.
1: because i think after losing 99 by a point and 96 by a point but like we're nearly in 10 grand finals in 20 years uh, we got to what well, we get 7 and John Venus in 89 then we lost two by a point so we should have been nearly in 10 grand finals in 20 years so at the end of that era like around that in between you know, particularly '99, there's no one. I mean, I really didn't have to coach with that much. See, '99, Heard and Heard, Lucas and Jason Johnson hardly played a game in '99. So mm. I thought, well, gee whiz, you know, how good a side it's going to be next year? We got these three, these three cowboys back, you know.
0: And, and we when we,
1: you know, we lost one game, yeah. yeah,
0: and and dominated Melbourne, obviously in the in the grand final. But what do you think? What do you I mean? Obviously, you had been able to find so many really good players, but what was it that uh, about James Heard that made that group so special? And how do you feel without him in that duration of your coaching career? What, how different do you think it would be? And what difference would it have made to the Essen and Footy Club?
1: Um, well, I mean, we wouldn't have got a magnificent player, but you could say that about Tim Watson, you know what mm. I mean? So- yeah you know, Terry Danner, the trade had not happened for Neville Fields, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Neil Danner, so all of a sudden, what if, we could be here, or what if for the next 10 years, you've got a 10-year career on radio <laughs> doing what ifs, mate? Right? Hopefully. What if I didn't marry that girl or I married that girl? Just, like, you bring it, just, it. Ring <laughs> that, you? just ring Hutchie and tell him that, can
0: um, you, Shades? <laughs> just ring Hutchie and tell him that. So, with... To, to to sort of finish off, and not that it's the note I want to finish on, but the other part of this obviously is that there's still, as you pointed out before, there is still um, a lot of feeling around what happened in 2012 when he when he was coaching, and uh, that the, the fallout from that has been quite substantial, not just for the Essendon Footy Club, but for him personally. So it it is, it is an, a really interesting what if this one because. Without him being picked up, as you say, and you overruling the recruiters and then you overruling the Brains Trust again, Essendon doesn't get one of its greatest players. But maybe also it doesn't get that moment and people would be reconciling that listening to us right now and he wouldn't have had to go through something so awful uh, in his personal life too when we forget that there's human beings in and around this and that attach themselves to this. So it, it does take on a, a, another element when you when we look at it down that lens as well.
1: Well, it does, but look, you know, I mean, in the situation, simply, it's, Hurt is not a knockabout street person like myself or, mm. you know, Mark Harvey or, you know, probably even Damien Harvick, Mark Williams. We, we, we're footy-holic knockabout cowboys. And, you know, people like Dank and Robinson, they wouldn't have even got me within a ball's draw of a second invite for an interview. So that's just the way we ran it. But James, James is a very believing person, he, Okay, well, if that's what you all think, you know, consensus. Mm. I know what to do? It's consensus. <laughs> yeah, shove it out the door. Anyway, life changed for a year, and anyway, the club's back on track, and we're into it again.
0: The um, and and seeing him find his way back uh, closer and closer to footy uh, each year is is a is a positive thing for it. But there there are, yeah. and you would ha- in your when you guys both finished up. I mean that that finish up in 2007 and, and you sort of had the, the send-off together. That's one of the really special periods of time in, in Essendon's history as well. What are your memories no, of that uh, year? Yeah. Okay,
1: look, no, I, I think at the end of uh, 2007, um, no, it was pretty good. The players were wonderful. Uh, the club was, uh, you know, uh, doing probably what they would think, pretty similar to what probably Alistair Clarkson leaving Hawthorne um, this year. Um but probably 27 years is probably a lot, a lot, a lot longer time obviously than won't coach. And I often say to people, you know, how often, how many people will ever get the chance to coach the club they've for when they were a kid for 27 years? One. And that was me. So I, I'm very fortunate that I was able to, to be allowed to coach this.
0: And absolutely. And it is, you know, and yours, as we know, one of the, the, the greatest coaching careers ever. Um, I really appreciate you jumping on. It's just amazing to think that, you know, what could have been different if you hadn't have intervened on the uh, recruiters first and foremost and then again in that meeting. And as you say, some coaches didn't do it the way you did. So if James Hurd didn't have you as a coach, you know, what might have been? Um, and, and what if he didn't have you? That's, that's a, a one for another day as well. But thanks so much for going down memory lane with us with this one, Sheeds. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's great to be on your show, and uh, and good luck with it for the rest of the season.
0: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of Zip Pay and Zip Money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.